We are in Yavamos Kuf Yud Aleph on the base towards the bottom of 111b. As we are continuing in the last Mishnah of this chapter, of this parak, And so we discussed in the last recording the first case, the first uh, topic of the Mishnah. And now we will be discussing the second topic of the Mishnah. The second topic of the Mishnah is a very interesting topic. It's sort of a, a topic that has to do with uh, two people coming to the rabbis, coming to court, uh, and making a certain claim. And the question is, when do we believe the claim? When do we not believe their claim? Especially when they are, the two people are arguing against each other. And even in the case where they're not arguing against each other, but they're arguing against certain assumptions that we have, so then when do we believe them? When do we not believe them? Uh, so just to review the Mishnah, and then we'll see the Gemara. The Mishnah said that... Uh, if they were living together, it's a case of where Yibam was supposed to take place or Chalitza was supposed to take place. We know that they're living together, but she makes the claim. She says that we never had, we never fulfilled Yibam. We never had sexual relations, so we never fulfilled Yibam. Do we believe her? Or do we not believe her? He claims that they did. So who do you trust? Uh, so uh, the Gemara says that the sorry, the Mishnah says that if she made such a claim within thirty days of them living in the same house. So then, uh, we could say that, uh, I don't know if it's that we believe her, but that she's, we don't not believe her, and so therefore we should take her word seriously, and we force the brother-in-law, we for, force the Yavam to do Chalitza, uh, to, to, to really do Chalitza. Uh, she already has a get, we will see in the Gemara that she already has a get, she already has a divorce document, uh, and as such, um, the, the brother-in-law is claiming that I already divorced you, but she's saying, I I want uh, I, I don't think we ever had sexual relations. We didn't complete Yibam. And so therefore she needs Chalitza to be done. And so therefore we, we, we believe her in the sense that we force the brother-in-law to do Chalitza. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, in If it happens after 30 days, so now there's already, if she makes the claim that she never had sexual relations, there's something referred to as a Chazaka. A Chazaka is an assumption that we have. There's an assumption that um, it could be that this is also uh, not just an assumption, but it's a, a rove. It's the majority, the statistical majority, uh, that, or, or it's a chazak or just an assumption that people, if they're living with each other for 30 days, it's assumed to be that they will have sexual relations with each other. And so therefore, when she makes the claim after 30 days, she's going against this concept called a chazaka. She's going against the chazaka, so then we really don't believe her. We don't believe her, and so we don't force the brother-in-law uh, to do chalitza. We don't force him. We ask him of him that if you're able to do chalitza, help her out, do chalitza, because from his opinion, from our opinion, they already did yibam, and he divorced her. So from our opinion, uh, and from his opinion, everything is done. But we say to be nice to her, because from her perspective, she's making the claim that she never did yibam, and therefore she can't marry anybody. There's a concept called that if a person really thinks a certain way, even if we, the court, don't believe that person, but if it's to their detriment, uh, so then for themselves, it's something referred to as Shavi Anashi Chaticha Disura. For themselves, uh, they are, they have to take their own word seriously. They have to live by their word. Um, there's a big discussion why. Why do they have to live by their word? Either because it's, uh, we think for themselves, they're telling the truth for themselves even if we, the court, thinks differently. Interesting concept. Or uh, it's like they're taking a nether. It's like they're taking an oath to live their life based on that assumption. 
Uh, but essentially, when she makes the claim after 30 days that she never did Yibam, she's required for herself to do Chalitza. Otherwise, she can't marry anybody. And so we, we ask of the brother-in-law, we don't demand of it, we, but we ask of the brother-in-law, go ahead and do Chalitza. We know, explains Tosos, that uh, there might be reasons why you don't want to do Yibam. Why, sorry, why you don't want to do Chalitza because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to go through the process of Chalitza. <coughs> she spits in front of you. But to be nice to her, otherwise there's no way for her to get married. Um, and so then, go ahead and do chalitza. We suggest that you do chalitza. Okay. Now, if they both agree, even after a whole year, that they never had sexual relations, so then we, we force him to do chalitza. Because they both agree, whether we actually think they did or didn't, uh, because it really goes against this chazaka, it goes against this concept that if they've been living with each other for a month, so then they've had sexual relations. Uh, but because they're both making such a claim, we force him to do chalitza. Okay, that is the Mishnah. The Gemara now says as follows. Who is the author of the Mishnah? The one that says that up to 30 days, a person can still make a claim and say that they never had um, sexual relations with the person that they're living with. Who, 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 whose opinion is this? So the Gemara wants to suggest, we're going to reject this, but the Gemara wants to suggest, it's Rameir, Amr, Bilchanan, Rameir, he, it's Rameir. Why? In what context? The Tanya. Uh, it's, a, it's a different topic, uh, but it's actually going to lead to what we will begin, God willing, in the near future, in the next couple of months, the next tractate of Ksubis. This is in the beginning, of the, top, the major topic in the beginning of Ksubis is where uh, he makes, the husband here in this case, makes the claim that his wife, when they got married, was no longer a besula, is no longer a virgin, and he got married under the assumption that she was. And there's also a concern that maybe uh, she committed adultery during the year of engagement, and she's not allowed to be with anybody else. Uh, there is such a concern, and so he's making such a claim that listen, we had sexual relations, and uh, I found that she wasn't. Uh, I didn't find the dam besulim um, that she she wasn't uh, she wasn't a virgin. She he he found out that she wasn't a virgin, and he makes such a claim. And so Rameir says he has 30 days to make the claim, meaning they have exactly what, uh, uh, similar to our Mishnah, they have 30 days for them to have sexual relations, and that's what Rameir says, and then after they have sexual relations, he's going to realize that uh, she wasn't a virgin, and therefore he can make the claim that she wasn't a virgin. Rubiosi argues. Rubiosi says no. Um, we assume that they're having sexual relations right away. Once they are secluded, so then that's the point in time where they can make such a claim. They have to go, he would have to then go to the court um, you know, as soon as, as, as uh, possible. And beyond that point in time, we say that, you know what, they probably just got into some sort of fight and he's trying to back out of the marriage and not just back out of the marriage, but also back out of any responsibilities, including uh, paying her the ksuba money, the, the money that he promised her at the time if they ever got divorced. Uh, he's trying to get out of that by saying, that, listen, this was... Uh, this was an improper marriage to begin with. And the reason why he's making such a claim, if it's after just the, the initial moment of seclusion, um, it's, uh, it's because they got into a fight and he's trying to back out of it. And according to Rabiosi, he only has one the moment that they're secluded, so then that's the point in time where we assume that they had sexual relations. So our Mishnah seems to go like Romero. Romero says that you have 30 days. Rabiosi says it's just uh, in the very beginning. So the Gemara rejects this and says, Rabba rejects this. And he says, no. Rabba, Amar Afilatim Rabiosi. Mivza 
says, Rabiosi, what was the context? What was Rabiosi talking about? Rabiosi was talking about a very specific case where they're getting married. So if they're getting married, so then it makes a lot of sense to say that right after this included that there's a good assumption to say that they had sexual relations. But our case is not a case where they're, they're, they're both getting married and willingly getting married. The case here is where there's yibam. It's a brother-in-law and sister-in-law, which is forced upon them by the Torah. And so it could be that they're just too embarrassed. It could be that they're too embarrassed. And so therefore we give them a month. Even according to Rebiosi, we'll give them a month. It's very different than two people who are willingly getting married. They get married and then they're secluded with each other, uh, in which we just give them a very short amount of time. <coughs> Excuse me. Over here, we give them 30 days. We, we, we give her 30 days to make the claim to say that uh, up to 30 days that they never had yibum. They never performed yibum. They never had sexual relations. Okay, so asks the Gemara. Sort of a new topic. Asks the Gemara, a new question within this topic. In our Mishnah, we say she makes the claim that they never did yibum. So we force the brother-in-law to do chalitza to the sister-in-law. But why do we force chalitza? Let them go ahead and do Yibam. You could still go ahead and do Yibam. So Amar Rav, Rav answers, no. Bishagita yada. She has a divorce document. What does it mean she has a divorce document? She's making the claim they never did Yibam. What does it mean that she has a divorce document? Because a divorce document is also halakhically valid on a rabbinic level, albeit on a rabbinic level, uh, before they do Yibam, it counts for something. And certainly he's making the claim, the brother-in-law is making the claim, I gave this after we did Yibam. And we are totally... Uh, separated from each other, we are divorced. She's making the claim that no, you gave me this get, this divorce document before anything took place. Nothing took place yet, and you gave this to me. So on a rabbinic level, it's uh, it's like a form of a chalitza, but you still need actual chalitza to take place on a biblical level. Once you give the get uh, on a rabbinic level, so then there's no longer an opportunity to do yibum. On a rabbinic level, we say just like by chalitza, once you do chalitza, you can no longer do yibum. Similarly, once you give the get, you can no longer do yibam on a rabbinic level, and so that's why we don't we don't uh, give them the option of doing yibam. They have to they have to do chalitza because we accept her argument, her claim that they never had sexual relations within the first thirty days. So the Gemara is going to ask: Is this really true that she already has a divorce document in her hand? Because we have the following brisa, we're going to have the following source that seems to imply that she doesn't have the get in her hand. She doesn't have the divorce document. Mesave, and we're going to go through this entire price, and it's going to discuss various cases. If it's the same thing as our Mishnah, if it's within the first 30 days, if she's making the claim that they never did Yibam, and he says, no, we did do Yibam, so we at least believe her to say that, go ahead and we force him to do Chalitza. Go ahead and do Chalitza. If it's after 30 days, so then we ask of him. We don't force it because it's after 30 days. So if it's after 30 days, we really think that they did do Yibam, they did have sexual relations. She's making such a claim. So we ask of him, be nice and do Chalitza if you want, but we don't force it. If it's a case where he omeris nivalti v'omer lobalti, what if it's the flip side? After 30 days, and she says that they did have sexual relations, but he says that we didn't. So then we say, hareze yotzi beget. So we don't believe him because it's after 30 days, we don't believe him. And just, he, she has to leave with a divorce document. That's all she needs is a divorce document. Hu omer ba'alti, vihi omer es lo nivalti, af bishachazav omer lo ba'alti, tshichaget v'chalitza. If it's a case where he initially said that they did yibam, that they had sexual relations, and then he goes back on it and says, no, I didn't. No, he didn't. He changes his mind and says, no, he didn't. She the whole time said, no, we didn't. 
So in that case, we say, you know what, you need a get, you need a divorce document, because maybe uh, your initial claim is correct, that you did have sexual relations, and you need to do chalitza, you have to do both. This is what the Bible says, you need a get, you need a divorce document, document, and you need chalitza. But what do we see from here? The reason why we're bringing up all these different cases is really to prove that she never received a get, because now the Bryce is saying, now she needs a get, she needs a divorce document. Well, wait a minute. If, if the case of the Mishnah, and really what this Bryce is working off of the Mishnah, is a case where she uh, already received her divorce document, so why would the language be, she needs a divorce document? No, she doesn't need a divorce document. She already received her divorce document. So how could you explain the Mishnah to be a case where she already received her, his, her divorce document? So there's two answers to this question in the Gemara. First answer is Rav Ami Chalitza Ami says it doesn't really mean that she needs a get right now. She needs a divorce document right now. It means that she needs Chalitza together with the divorce document that she already received. She already received a divorce document. Nobody's questioning that. She for sure already received a divorce document. That's the case of the Mishnah. That's the case of our Bryce that we're describing right now. When it says that you need a get, it means that you need chalitza with the get that you already received, with the divorce document you already received. That's Rav Ami's answer. Ravashi Amr, Ravashi says, no. Hasam get lezikaso, hacha get lebiyaso. Ravashi is saying that that which we said that, <coughs> excuse me, she already received her divorce document, it means she received her divorce document, <laughs> meaning... Before they did Yibam. She's making the claim that she never did Yibam. But it could be that it was before they did Yibam. That she's holding on to this get, this document before she did Yibam. If she's holding on to this document, then she can never do Yibam again. Because, or ever do Yibam with uh, this brother-in-law. Because she already received her divorce documents. On a rabbinic level, she cannot do Yibam. Uh, and what the Bryce is saying is that, well, go ahead and give another get. You have to give another get, another divorce document. Because it could be that you already then... Uh, had Yibam, after you gave the first get, then you had Yibam, you had sexual relations, and now you need another get, you need another divorce document to get divorced from the Yibam itself. And so that's what Ravashi answers. Okay. The Gemara will now continue this discussion, just a few more lines of these different scenarios and these different cases where they're making certain claims whether or not they actually performed Yibam. Two people, uh, the brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they come in front of Rava and they make the following claim. They say that uh, they both agree that they never had uh, sexual relations. They never performed Yibam, even though initially he said that they did do Yibam, but they're both backing out and they say they never did Yibam. So they come in front of Rava. All you have to do is Chalitza. That's what he says. All you have to do is Chalitza. So How could you tell me that you only need Chalitza? We just had a Brisa which said that in addition to Chalitza, which is there on the chance that they never did Yibam, but you also need a get. You also need a divorce document on the chance that they did do Yibam. Uh, because even though they both agree, but this is after 30 days, we assume that they already did do Yibam. If it was after a month, it was after 30 days. So you also need a divorce document. So why are you telling us that you only need Chalitza? You need both. You need Chalitza and a divorce document because we ultimately are concerned for both. Number one, what we assume, which is that they got married, they did Yibam. And number two is that we have to be concerned for what they're both claiming, which is that they never did Yibam. So you need a Chalitza for the fact that they never did Yibam, and you need to get uh, on the chance that they did do Yibam. So he says back, Rav says back, you know what, I'm Amalai, Itanya Tanya, you're right. If that's what it says, then that's what it says. I'm not arguing on that, you're right. And so he's sort of backing up and backing out, and he's saying that really you need to get and Chalitza. 
Okay. Boy, mine last uh, last couple of lines and last question. Boy, mine hon bridge Rav Nachman or Rav Nachman, hon the son of Rav Nachman asks Rav Nachman his father, Sarasa Mahu, uh, if she makes the claim that she never did yibum, uh, well, let's say it's after thirty days, so we don't believe her. But with regards to herself, she still needs chalitza, because as we pointed out earlier, there's a concept called a shavi nafshechaticha that if with regards to herself, she really believes that she never did Yibam. She's telling us she never did Yibam. So then she has to be true to her word, even though if we don't believe her, but she has to be true to her word and uh, act as though she never did Yibam. And she requires Chalitza. Well, what about with regards to her co-wife? Let's say there's a co-wife who went ahead and got married because she assumed that, or or, or could she get married? Uh, because the co-wife um, was living in the same house as the as the brother-in-law. And so she assumed that they did Yibam. So uh, when when now the, the sister-in-law, the, the one who was living with the brother-in-law, now makes the claim that she, they never did Yibam, how does this, does this impact the Tzara, the co-wife, or not? Could she get married? Could she not get married? So the more answer is, says, of course not. We assume that they did Yibam. We assume that they did Yibam. It's a case where it's after 30 days. We assume they did Yibam. She's making such a claim that she never did Yibam. That's on her. So that impacts her, and that that uh, that has an impact on her, where she now has to do chalitza. Could her claim then impact somebody else? No, not at all. She has no backing to her claim. It's all it is is a claim. In fact, there's a chazaka, there's an assumption or a majority which goes against that, which says that no, they probably if it's after thirty days, they probably did have sexual relations, they did perform yibum. So this will not impact the tsar. The tsar, the co-wife, uh, could go ahead and get married. She can marry whomever she wants because she can assume that the original co-wife already did Yibam. Okay, this concludes this topic and the second case of the Mishnah. And then we have uh, one final uh, discussion about the third case of the Mishnah before we conclude this parak, this chapter.